So today on Property Explained, we're going to be discussing how self-employed versus employed in a corporation uh, and uh, the effects of that on your tax obligations. So we're living in a world now where people are really just doing their own thing. The gig economy is growing. People are becoming self-employed, either as freelancers or just, you know, starting their own businesses, whatever the case may be. So we need to have serious conversations about how that affects your taxes with regards to property. Joining us for this conversation is Natasha Lord. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. You are. That's brilliant. brilliant. You are a tax specialist. Good morning. Good morning. Every time I hear the word tax, I get nervous, but I know. I'm not going to make it about me. <laughs> no, I know. I know. That's my job. <laughs> Dealing with these nerves. It's all good. It's all good. So let's talk about what mistakes we as self-employed individuals make when <laughs> planning like to... You're nervous <laughs> asking that. <laughs> when planning to buy property. Okay. The biggest thing I see is that people don't actually know their tax situation. So they don't actually know which taxes that they're liable for. Mm. Um, if you're a freelancer, most people don't even know they're a freelancer and what tax implications those are because a lot of people are used to just their taxes being taken care of by their employer. Mm. But when you move into a freelance space, so you're an influencer, um, you are even someone who's just receiving passive income, things like that, there are tax implications. And when you're wanting to buy property, now they're looking for certain documentation that people have just like not heard of. Wow. So it's super, super important to do that. And that leads to planning. So, you know, we just we think, oh, let me just buy property. But you need to like have about six months to a year of building up and making sure you're okay. So when it comes to buying a property, you're about six months to a year behind what you should be doing. You're compliant. So people just don't know what Mm. they're liable Mm. for. So so what you're saying is outside of proving the income that you're getting, you also need to be tax correct. Exactly. When you are running your own business or as a freelancer, if you want to buy property. Exactly. And they're getting a lot more strict on that because we're seeing like people bringing all of these institutions together. Mm. So if it's your banking, if it's SARS, they're asking for your IT34 now. And it's like, what is that? What is that? It's a declaration of how much tax you've paid. Mm. So you can actually say, you can have the bank statement of 50,000 rand a month. Mm. You can have the pay slip of 50,000 rand a month, but have you been compliant? What is your tax strategy? So maybe your tax is not as much as, a, you know, as the 50,000 rand, which is about 13,000 rand, yeah. but you have a different tax strategy that you have in place that's authoritative. Yeah. But people don't know that they can plan you shouldn't get to the end of your tax year and think well i don't know i'm hopeful i don't know if i'm owing SARS. i don't know if i should be reci- uh, receiving and why is this important what, what does yeah. you know my property have to do with SARS? Ooh, so we're a cit- we're citizens of the country yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're citizens of the country and part of our obligations as citizens part of our legal requirements as being citizens is to be is to know your taxes mm. that is a legal requirement is to be knowledgeable of that and it's not going away it's an inevitability Mm. but more than that I think in our African context it speaks to legacy you put your legacy at risk when you're Mm. non-compliant if we're sitting here and we're not having conversations with our children about these things we put our legacy at risk buying a property is a legacy it's part of your portfolio it's Mm. part of your estate and so if you're not understanding that and you you, you're not compliant for a hundred thousand rand and your property gets seized that's your children's legacy that's That's your legacy so it's a conversation beyond just being compliant it's a conversation of how do we change what's happened in our generations and our you know our parents might have not had that conversation with us because they didn't have those assets mm-hmm. and so it was a, not needed but now if we really want to change our our bloodline our destiny our dna and, and our legacy for our children mm. we have to have those conversations by the way natasha you look absolutely beautiful thank you for joining <laughs> us this morning and with regards to building our portfolio building our legacy what are the differences between self-employed individuals and employed individuals tax-wise so let's 
understand that space. Oh, it's a conversation, but I'll give you some a few stock differences. Sure. The first one is that employees, their tax happens at tax season. Mm. It happens once a year, and their employers take care of their taxes mm. throughout the year. Every month by the 7th, you might not know this, but your employer is paying over that deduction on their SARS profile. Sure. So you're fine. With, with self-employed individuals, the one great thing is that you have a lot of deductions that are available and applicable. So me coming here and I use an Uber, I can deduct that from my taxes if mm. I'm a sole proprietor, you know. Mm. I can't do that as an employed individual. I pay on what I earn. Mm. I don't pay on what's left over. Mm. So self-employed individuals, you're paying on what's left over, especially if you're a, if you're a sole proprietor, you're doing that. Um, and sole proprietors, I know it sounds jargony, but a lot of people who basically receive income into their personal capacity, into their personal bank account, Mm. So you don't have a registered company, but you're freelancing and your income is not set. You are then a freelancer. You're a sole proprietor and you have Section 11 deductions, which is just amazing for you because mm. you're paying on a reduced amount. But if you don't know that and you take long, Saj is just going to tax you on what you earn as opposed to what's left over. Yeah, And they don't <laughs> need an invitation to do <laughs> they that. They don't need. So and that's <laughs> the thing, like because the finance minister is like, listen, we need more tax money. Yeah. Tax makes mm. up for 90 percent of the state income yeah. and now we need to collect about a billion rand more in taxes so there is a huge move and we've seen it that there's a huge move, move for final demands and mm. garnishing of accounts and taking mm. of assets we've seen seizures and arrests and all of that just because sure. we're not taking care of that as we move towards the end of our conversation natasha are there any tax benefits and incentives for buying property as an investment mm. yes mm. yes yes my favorite is a very provocatively named one <laughs> it's called section 13 sex um and oh. yep hey. <laughs> tell us hey. more yeah mm. so that is basically you have a 10 or 20 year tax write-off um, which is amazing at 5% or 10%. A quick one, um, I can't get into all of the details because of time, but mm. essentially if you had a building cost of about 5 million rand for those five properties, you could write that off at 5% a year, which is about 250,000 rand per year that you can reduce your taxes by. Wow. Yeah, so there are huge incentives for actually developing properties and investing in properties. So instead of buying a 5 million rand primary residence, you could buy 5 million rand in investment in properties. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, very important yeah. conversation we're having here with Natasha Lord, who's a tax specialist. And of course, this is where uh, buying of property uh, intersects with you being self-employed versus you know working for a corporation and all the implications thereof. If anybody would like to get in touch with you or pick your brain further, how do we do this? So I'm on Instagram, Tax with Tash. I've got my website, which is lordbusiness.solutions, L-O-R-D-E. And you can get hold of us. You can schedule an appointment with us. You can book a consultation with us and we can help you with your taxes. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Your Highness. Natasha Lord, who is a tax specialist, joining us today on <laughs> the property. Thank you for Explain. having me. <laughs>